Welcome back to Tay Mayhem. Today is either going to be the shortest or longest episode because it's actually only me. And for a couple of reasons. Um, one, Morrow's not feeling too well. So he's kind of just here to make sure that I don't have any technical difficulties, any TDs, or ED, if you will. How am I looking? Pretty well. Pretty good. Yeah, see? Doing all right down here. Yeah, looking sexy as fuck, Jake. There you go. So, uh, but he's just not, he's not in it. And, uh, but besides, he was fucking mean to me right before we started this, so I didn't want to deal with that on air. So he's gone. Um, <clears throat> something, I, something I want to start out with is I actually had to redo this intro because the first time I tried, I actually said, welcome back to the Tame Mayhem. And I'm not really sure where that came from. I remember when we were coming up with a name for this podcast, like, in my head I was thinking, like, I don't want anything with, like, the. Like, that's just... Because in my main reason was because I don't know if I capitalized the or not. Anytime, like, I have to write out, like, a movie or a book and there's, like, the in the title and it's, like, mid-sentence, I never know if I have to capitalize it or not. It's just, like, a bunch of bullshit. And I get stressed out about it. Because, like, sometimes you see it is, and sometimes you see it's not. And I don't like it. And then sometimes you see it's in quotes, and sometimes it's in italics. And then some... It's just a little too weird. And I don't... Like, I'm good at English, but I'm not... I didn't go to school for this shit, so... I'm, like, I, I, try, I try to sit it out as much as possible. You fucking speak English. What are you talking about? <laughs> God damn it. You see this? What I fucking have to deal with? <clears throat> no, I wanted to... I've been, this weekend's been fucking crazy, actually, because uh, I've actually, I'm a victim, victim, I'm a victim of bank fraud now. Um, yeah, someone, I think, hacked my account or whatever. Money's coming out, and it's not supposed to, so that's not good news. So, and the thing is, it's like a holiday weekend, and my uh, my bank is just so shitty. I can't really freeze my card or anything online. So I'm kind of just having to sit there watching it all go. Like, I'm negative. It sucks. I don't know what I'm, I mean. I know what I'm going to do. I'm going to freeze the account and, like, fucking fight everything. But, like, there goes, like, fucking hours out of my day. God damn. I'm going to try to switch banks after this because I don't want to deal with this anymore. I've been thinking about it for, like, months now. I guess this is the push I needed. Go, go victims of bank fraud. No, it sucks. Um, and it wouldn't suck that much if I didn't also have car issues. Because um, half the reason I'm at Morrow's is because uh, on my way here, my tire kind of ran flat. Not kind of. It did. Exploded. So, uh, so I'm here doing an episode by myself. Um, so that's bank fraud and a broken car. So I'm kind of like in boned city right now because it's not going to be fun trying to pay for this car. So who knows? Uh, who, who knows? So that's fun. Uh, get to talk a little bit about myself and my problems you know, if you've ever, if victims of bank fraud and car issues, come on the show. Come on the show. I'd love to relate to you. I'd love to talk to you. Anyways, I wanted to get to um, 
this list of kind of like weird food stuff or food combinations. Just basically things you wouldn't really think of putting in your body to eat. Or just at all, I guess. Yeah, you don't put fish in your butt, so I guess. Yeah. So, anyways, uh, I wanted to get to this list. It's it's pretty interesting, and it's something I've actually wanted to talk about for a while. And um, I don't know if Morrow has or not, but this can be his punishment. So, oh yeah, by the way, he's like really not here, if you haven't been able to tell by now, so... If for some reason you hate me and you only listen to these things for Mara, this probably isn't the episode for you. So. Hey, I love you, George. I love myself. <laughs> I love myself. So the first one I wanted to get to, and boy, I love talking about this one. It's called like, so it's spelled like Hakarl. It's like H-A-K-A. RL, some bullshit like that. It's from Iceland, and it's fermented shark meat. Except it's not like, uh, it's not like, th- this, this is a pretty unique kind of food. Like, it's fermented shark meat, and it's fucking disgusting. Like, chefs have, like, world-renowned chefs have eaten this, and they, like, said that it, like, Anthony Bourdain said it was the worst most disgusting thing he's ever tasted gordon ramsay spit it out wolfgang puck probably doesn't even fuck with it so yeah this hakarl shit it's unique in that there's um there's other foods called like there's one from sweden called like strumstrong it's like fermented fish or whatever and there's a couple of other ones that are kind of scandinavian in nature but the thing the difference of hakarl the fermented shark meat uh, from Iceland is that it doesn't have salt in it. And it's because in Iceland, salt was pretty hard to come by because there was a lack of firewood. So into the gross part. So for fermenting, this is from sciencedirect.com, by the way. And this kind of looks like a scientific journal. So this has to be true. For fermenting, the shark was first cut into pieces or chunks, washed with seawater, and placed in gravel pits, often close to the sea, so the seawater flooded over the fish at high tide, and the fish was buried by covering the pits with stone, seaweed, or turf, and left for several weeks or months. What the fuck? Hey honey, what are we having for dinner in four months? Oh, I know exactly what we're having in four fucking months from now. Like, dude, like how, like how far ahead. And the thing is like, not that I want to taste this, but like how much of a difference does it like make whenever you only leave it in there for say three weeks or four months? I gotta know. Is it grosser, less gross? And also, I mean, I guess, I guess shark is fish. But it says the shark was first cut into pieces or chunks, and then they call it fish, and then and then they call it shark again. I don't know. It's weird. Now now I kind of feel like it's inconsistent. Maybe you mix it with fish. I don't know. People usually eat this shit with like bread and other kind of other stuff. So they say in the journal that sometimes kind of people just eat it for itself. 
which I think is fucking disgusting. It has a bad rap. I know they they say don't knock it till you try it, but I feel like I don't really need to try it to know that I can knock it. Like this is this is shit that originated with it being left in the ground, and probably out of desperation, honestly. So I'm not I'm not I'm not so sure about this. I wish I knew more to talk about it more, but I just can't. So, uh, the next one we have is peanuts and coke. And it's weird because whenever I was first told about this, I thought the person was saying peanuts and Coke. They were saying peanuts in Coke. And the way people say in and and is what I learned identical. That's a conversation for a whole other day, though. But, yeah, I was mad confused at first. Either way, it's a weird combination. I think if you're going to eat peanuts and also drink Coke, it's like I think you need to like cut back on the sugar and salt. You probably you have a lot of other issues at hand here. Uh, but I only say that because I'm allergic to peanuts in the first place. So that's not a combination that I think is good to begin with. Yeah, more on my uh, recent allergic reaction later. Anyways, peanuts and Coke. So this article is actually from Esquire. And um, this is the paragraph that I guess is important. Because you know how sites like this work. They have like a bunch of bullshit and then they get to the main thing some at some point. According to the National Peanut Federation site, there's a link to it, but I refuse to click on it because uh, they're my sworn enemy. Um, not really. I don't want to give them the publicity, PR. I mean, I know I just said their name, but honestly, fuck these guys. I don't know. There's a whole feder. Like, even if I wanted to work there, I don't think I could, you know? Like, let's say I got my degree, master's, even a PhD in, like, finance or economics. I have an allergic reaction. Like, I I could die from this shit. They probably have peanuts every day, like, as snacks. They probably have, like, banana nut bread. Like, there's no way the culture does not have some peanuts incorporated into it. Like, I would I would be thoroughly surprised. So I feel like I couldn't really work for them. That's, like, kind of, like soul crushing in a way but like maybe i could i don't know i'm not gonna try because fuck these guys like i said there's a whole there's a whole first off there's a whole federation on peanuts and it's it's a national scale which implies that there's statewide scales so i want to meet the like 52 chapters of peanut federations who then gang together to be like hang on there's like like maybe like okay let's 52 is a little hopeful i don't think puerto rico has a peanut federation i don't need to give that much of a shit about it but there's probably at least like 30 i mean the 50 states you need probably at least 26 like a good majority to be like okay we're a national federation so fuck these 26 states in particular um i don't really travel but I'm going to make sure to figure out which ones support the peanuts and which ones don't. Because that's some, like, fucking good information I have. Um, I don't think... Yeah, I never got to this paragraph. So, yeah. According to the Fuck These Guys website, the practice likely originated in the 1920s when... And this doesn't say it in the article, but in the 1920s when shit was hairy. So, yeah, people, I don't blame people for coming up with this combination. So, when workers were with dirty hands, didn't want to touch their peanuts, so they just dumped them in their Coke. Okay, first off, that's like so much a first world problem. 
oh, my, my dirty hands, I don't want to touch peanuts, better put them in my Coca-Cola, like my sugary fucking caffeinated soda, which at the time probably had cocaine in it as well. Like, that's such a first world problem. You get to eat food and drink at the same time and consume drugs, probably. I don't see how this is an issue. If anything, they just made themselves more efficient. Now, I'm not saying Henry Ford was right and that he was making, like, prohibiting people from, like, whistling or that Amazon is right for installing those, like, weird motion sensor cameras in their, like, vehicles and shit. But at the same time, it's like, the, the, the worker came up with this. I mean, they, it's a, that's innovation at its finest, isn't it? I mean, in, I mean, like, I'm sure there's a lot of professions today, just, I mean, I would say a lot of people in general that try to come up with the most efficient way to do their drugs and do everything else at the same time. I mean, like, people do drugs at work, so it's like, it's, it, it's not like unheard of. It's not unheard of. Um, hang on, later in the article, for me it was 1995 and my hands were probably gross because I was a child, but nonetheless grateful... See, like I said, this whole thing is bullshit. I really shouldn't have read any of this. But like I said, that sentence was important. So yeah, Peanuts and Coke is a first, is the origin, has the origin of a first world problem. And they don't even specify what kind of workers. They really don't. Like, these could be like, auto. like, my first thought at the time was like automobile workers. I feel like that was like a booming industry in the 1920s. Because that's probably like around when the first car came out. I know nothing. But, um, they, th this could be just like anyone. This could be like people in the White House. What the fuck are you touching that dirty up in there? I don't know. Good hygiene is always good. I'm not saying don't wash your hands. Because wash your hands or don't. I don't care whatever the fuck you do. But, um, I don't get it. Peanuts are so salty anyway. I don't think you could taste the dirt. Uh, but that being said, I've never had a peanut. And I don't really know how they're eaten. I know, like, you have to crack them sometimes, and then in the inside it looks like a couple of, like, little beans, and it's all weird and shit. And then, and then they sell some nuts and shit that are, like, already cracked. But it's, it's all weird. It's so funny you don't know about nuts. <laughs> I think when I was younger, you know, so, like, for... Like there's like a like a thing you use for like crab legs to crack them open and then like get the meat out. I think they like that's like multi-purpose because I think you can use those for peanuts and shit. You can. But like I don't. What the fuck are those called? You can't call them a nutcracker. You can't call them a crab cracker. So it's like, is this just a cracker? It's not a cracker because crackers are food. Crackers are. So what the fuck is this? I don't know. Just like a destroyer of worlds. I don't know. I have one more thing on my list for weird foods and shit. Except this isn't really a food. Well, it can be a food, depending on how you consume this. Um, it's toe whiskey. And when I was first told this, um, I, like I was, I was told this, so toe whiskey, I thought it was spelled T-O-W. And it's, it's actually not spelled like that. It's T-O-E, like a human toe. This is toe whiskey, little like... Like human toe whiskey, not like goat toe or anything like that. Although I don't know what I would prefer, but I'll let you decide. So apparently, this is um, just bootleg in nature. 
I'm not going to claim to know everything about this story, but how I was told it's uh, of Prohibition era origin when people were smuggling alcohol and there was this really cold and or snowy and shitty region of which these smugglers were traveling across and he lost his toe due to frostbite, put it in the whiskey because it had a high alcohol content and uh, preserved his toe. And so now the sour toe cocktail is um, famous in Canada. And I'm on an article from Vice. And you can do it as a shot. You drink the booze and you kiss the toe. But they don't say anything about eating it, which I think would be a lot more interesting. I think if you're going to go ahead and do this, you should probably eat the toe. Although, here's here's my biggest issue. But, what? Why do they have toes? Like, I'm going to be honest. I only kind of like just pulled up this article, but I'm like, what the fuck? Where are these toes coming from? Who, whose toes? Can I eat these toes? Are these toes screened? No, this Vice article is actually short as shit. Oh no, there's an interview, but it's about losing toes. Which, rightfully so, I mean, it sucks. But at the same time, I don't know if I'm getting a source on these toes. And there's also gross pictures, so I don't know how convinced I am. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. You're going to have to, like, just go to a bar and try this yourself. Um, You're not going to use my toe. That's for damn sure. But... Well, does it count if I dip my toe in it? And then you kiss my toe right after you take the shot. That could be a sour toe shot. The bartender gets to take his sweaty ass toe, put it in there. <laughs> kind of like a fuck you. The thing is, you pay extra for that. <laughs> you have to tip more because he had to take off his shoe and sock. Because he has to put it back on to redo the sweat. I don't know. This is all gross now. I don't know why I started talking about this. That's the thing. When you get behind the mic and camera, it's, 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 it's different. Sometimes you just forget what you say. But the camera doesn't forget. I'm going to rewatch this and be f- so fucking embarrassed. But that's all right. So the next thing I wanted to talk about was actually about caffeine. This has been coming into my life a lot lately. It's about coffee versus energy drinks. And for some reason, I don't know, like, I don't really use social media. I've said this before, so I don't know if there's some sort of, like, heated debate online right now. But, like, it, it's it's all about, like, coffee versus energy drinks. And I'll, I'll, I'll just say it now. I won't leave it up to mystery or whatever. I am a big energy drink guy. That's not to say I don't like coffee. I do. I like consuming caffeine and coffee and you know those other like weird like matcha shit or whatever you know it's whatever you know I'm, I'm i'm open to new things but my drink of choice really is energy drinks and i think it's because i've just had like more of energy drinks than i have of coffee or shit like that so that's probably what it stems from but at the same time like coffee in and of itself is bitter and energy drinks are like made to be sweet but I try to go for ones that don't have as much sugar or whatnot, so I'm not, like, completely destroying my body. So, like, I, w- I would prefer just to, like, maybe destroy my heart. But I don't know. It's weird because sometimes my heart fucking hurts. 
sometimes I'll be at like up at night and like my chest is like fucking hurting and I'm just like, what's wrong with me? I'm like, am I really going to have a Red Bull later this week? I'm thinking about it like already in my head. I'm like, all right, like budget out the Red Bulls. Like how many milligrams of caffeine can you have and how much do you weigh? I'm like, no, if there's a science going into this, I should probably just quit, right? That's what you would think, but I don't. It's hard. I mean, it's weird. I do shift work, so it's like I'll do seven or eight shifts in a row. You got me fucked up if you think I'm not using caffeine at least once, right? But then it's an addiction because caffeine is an addictive substance. And so are sweet things in general, I feel, especially if it has sugar. Sometimes I have to go cheap and go Red Bull because I'll go at a place and they don't have the zero sugar energy drinks and it sucks. Sometimes if I'm really desperate, I'll do a five-hour energy. I really don't like doing those, though. I feel like I'm putting crack in my body. Although I feel more jittery on a Red Bull than I do a five-hour energy. And I think that's just because there's a lot more sugar and a lot more to drink in a Red Bull, which makes more sense. But at the same time, dude, five-hour energies just don't vibe with me, especially when when it's the extra strength ones, because those are the only ones I take. But it's like, I definitely feel like I'm breaking the law here. I feel like I shouldn't be able to buy this. And yet I can for like four bucks. It's crazy. I sh- I, but I shouldn't. And also four bucks. I remember one time I went to a gas station and I bought, I think it was a four hour energy. And I bought like two of them. It was like, like eight fifty or something. Which granted, like that's not like super cheap for like just two energy things. But it, I remember the cashiers were like, man, these things really aren't cheap, huh? And, um. I kind of thought she was just making a side comment, but dude, she wasn't going to scan until like gave a response. And I, cause like I wouldn't look at her. I didn't respond or say anything. Cause I was just like, I don't really give a fuck. I don't talk to my gas station employees. I'm sorry. Especially if it's my first time there. I don't know. It just, it didn't call for me to talk. Now I just seem like an asshole. I'm sorry guys, but no, it just, the situation didn't call for me to respond. So I was just getting my cash out and everything. She's just kind of like standing there with like one bottle in her hand, kind of looking at me, almost like it's a fucking video game. Like I was a fucking in Skyrim VR. And she's like waiting for me to hit a response. And I'm just supposed to say like, yes, no, like, I don't know. Like, like, what am I like? Like, honestly, what am I supposed to say? Like, no, these aren't very expensive. And then like, what? Like, I seem like a pompous asshole or yeah, these are expensive. And I seem like I'm like buying energy drinks I can't buy. Like, I don't know. Like, what? Like, why do you care? Are you going to give me a discount? Like, why does it matter? Just let me buy these five-hour energies and go. Like, I didn't come here to be interrogated. I came here to just fucking get ready for my shift. But no, life can never be that easy. I feel like that's happened to me a lot more times than I care to admit. But yeah. No, I know it's happened to me more than once. I feel like, no, because that also happened to me with these uh, zero sugar energy drinks at like uh, Walgreens or CVS one time. Like I go up to the front and I'm buying two of them again and they're like, dang, these things are expensive. And it's just like, do you give a shit? You're not paying for it. I hate when people make comments like that because it's like, like I'm supposed to make conversation with you about this. What do you want me to say? Yeah, it's expensive. And then put them back and you don't make a sale. Like, your, your job kind of depends on me buying this. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> I don't like it. But yeah, coffee is, a, coffee is a weird beast too. I don't, I feel like part of the reason I don't prefer coffee is because like there's a whole like subculture into it. 
you know, because it's like, do you like lattes, cappuccinos? What kind of milk do you like? And, you know, do you like this or that? It, it, there's too many variables in there. And it's just, it's easier to pick up an energy drink and be like, I like this one and then drink it. And people are like, oh, what's that one? And then they get the name and they try it. But like coffee, I feel like is a lot weirder. Because like I said, the subculture, like the that being said, like there is a lot more to do with it. And I'm not really shitting on that aspect i'm not shitting on it at all like i said i enjoy coffee but i don't enjoy all the fanatics behind it it's it's kind of like john wick fans and rick and morty fans it's like they could it, it can be good content but the fan base can make it very unbearable sometimes it's the same shit with coffee and you know who you are so if you're offended, you should probably take a look at your coffee love. That's all I'm going to say. Anyways, I prefer lattes and I prefer vanilla. Pretty simple guy, I guess. I know some people who like some really complex things at Starbucks. And I'll be honest, like if you like Starbucks, that's fine. I know some people are like, if you like Starbucks, you don't like real coffee or this or that or the other. Like, who gives a shit? Honestly. It doesn't make that much of a difference. I don't know. Sometimes I try to compare it to wine because it's like, obviously, you know, there's higher end, low end, you know, differences in quality and whatnot. Because that happens in everything that you can make, you know, and not just like drinks in general, food and just like furniture, phones, whatever. So, you know, maybe there is a true difference. But at the same time, like, do you really care that much? It goes back to like when the cashiers make that comment. It's like, I don't, I don't think you really need to weigh in. I remember one time I had a professor in college who was talking about like target markets or whatever. And he was like, if I complain about Lamborghinis and say, oh, I don't like Lamborghinis. I hate this one or that one. He was like, Lamborghini doesn't care because they know I'm not buying Lamborghinis. I'm not their target market. Like they don't care what I have to say about it because they know I'm never going to buy one. And so, you know, it just kind of goes back to that. It's like, you know who, I mean, you can say whatever you want, but at the, at the end of the day, like, people are going to know whether or not your opinion gives a shit, to be honest. And that goes for me, too, in my opinion on anything I've said today. <laughs> I'm not an expert on anything. I, I think I've said it once or twice in this show. I know nothing. I know absolutely nothing. But I'm here, and I'm talking, and uh, I'm willing to keep talking. So it's going to be fun. Just laying there catering to See this guy. He just won't stop. Yeah. He's my producer now. Thinks he thinks he's still co-host. I demoted you. <laughs> I demoted you. And yet you still... This guy. So the next thing I wanted to talk about was actually my jeans. And I don't know if this is a universal problem with jeans or not, but a lot of... Of like the back waist of them has like that patch with the brand name, but sometimes it will have like your waist and length of that, length size. At least for men's jeans. I don't know how women's jeans work. I know like it's a very different system. But I can only comment for my jeans. And a lot of times my size is on there. And then whenever I go out, I feel like I'm at a fucking meat auction. Because they have that shit on the bottom. So even my belt can't cover that. At least I'm covering the brand. But at the same time, it's like People can, like, know me like that. 
they just decide to look at me. Like if I'm in line, they know all they know half the things about me. You know what I mean? Like my my freaking legs and my waist. So I'm not very comfortable with that. I know like no one's looking, but the fact that that information is just out there. You know, it's kind of like when you post embarrassing photos on Facebook or shit like that from like 10 years ago. And you're like, not that it's like super harmful or it's going to get in my way, but the fact that it's out there is enough for me to go like, all right, maybe I need to be careful about what I wear in the future. That's just my point anyway. And nonetheless, I'm still wearing jeans right now. I don't know if they have the size on the back. I'm going to have to check later. And if they are, I'm going to have to take a Sharpie and just like black it out or something. Could you imagine if you saw jeans with that? If you saw someone like black out their size on their jeans with a Sharpie and then white out like something like ridiculously small. Like, oh, really? Your waist is a 20. And you're 6'4". That's very interesting. You're very like, you're very pencil shaped. That'd be hilarious. Maybe I should, like, do that for Halloween. I would have to, like... That's the thing. I'm thinking of the costume first and thinking of the name second. And maybe... Maybe that is the way to go for Halloween costumes. I don't know. I never really dress up for Halloween. The last time I remember dressing up for Halloween was being Darth Vader. I was very, very young. And that's the last time I went trick-or-treating, I should say. Like, I guess the very last time I remember dressing up for Halloween was putting a bunch of like hello my name is stickers on myself and writing like just random names and then I called myself an identity thief it wasn't that bad I don't remember who gave me the idea it was not this guy I don't want him to take credit for it feels like something he would take credit for but he didn't do it someone gave me the idea and and um and I did it it was pretty cool I had these sunglasses too not bad but that's the last time I remember, like, coming up with a costume for it. And even then, that was kind of half-assed. I got to wear whatever the fuck I wanted and just put stickers on myself. I, don't, I, think there's, I think there's too much commitment going on when you have to, like, put on this whole costume. And especially when you have to put on, like, more than two layers. Because goddamn, shit gets sweaty. Because <laughs> if you're an adult and you're dressing up for Halloween, chances are you're going out, going to a party. And it's like, you're going to do all that. No. I remember... Well, no, besides the Identity Thief one, the next two costumes I had were cop-out ones. So, like, they weren't really, like, at, at the same time, so it was Identity Thief. But but the one the year after Identity Thief, I was, it was, like, Tony Stark or whatever. Basically, I just, like, dressed nice. And then I think I had, like, an Iron Man gauntlet on. It wasn't even a full gauntlet. It was just, like, it was, like, a battery pack on, like, the front side of my wrist. And then the repulsor that made sound on the palm. And that was kind of it. So yeah, extremely cop out. The next year, I was, uh, I just wore a suit and called myself President Bush. But I did that one for extra credit. I did that one for extra credit because my name is George, right? So I was like, George Richard, George Bush. It's like, you know, I'm halfway there. I'll just put on a suit. I didn't even have an American flag lapel or anything like that. This was seriously, I still got the extra credit, mind you. So, it worked. So I consider that, since I got the extra credit, I have to consider that dressing up. Which I guess I did dress up, in a sense. But it was no costume. No costume. 
I think if I had to do, like, if I got to pick a costume and got to, like, do it perfectly, I would do, like, Dr. Octopus from Spider-Man. Because, like, having some, like, you know, like, realistic tentacles. Not saying they have to move or really anything like that. They just have to, like, look good. I can put on a green jacket and some goggles. I just need, like, these fucking robotic tentacles to look good. Man, some people do cosplay like that, and I don't even know. Like, I don't even know half the work that goes into that, because there's some good Iron Man cosplay and some, like, Spider-Man. Like, Spider-Man, admittedly, is a little easier to do, because you can just do, like, cloth and stuff. Like, with uh, Iron Man, you have to, like, you know, like, take plastic and make it, you know, like, look metallic and stuff like that. It's just it's so much work, though, either way. Like, mad respect to the people who can do that kind of stuff. Like, dog... <laughs> Jesus Christ, that's such a good photo. Like, I like it. A Green Goblin one would be cool, too. Just just for the board. Just for the board. Just for the photo, really. God damn, this guy. See? That was not my phone. That was that was this guy's phone. Because apparently he doesn't know um, silent while recording. We even have a red light in here for that reason. We don't. I wish we did. That would that would be awesome. I got a comic book. I got a photo of a comic book cosplay of Green Goblin. It's shitty, by the way. It's just basically a green long sleeve and like a purple sleeveless shirt. It's it's it yeah, it's pretty much that. But um I actually went I th- I think no, I went a Spider-Man one year. Um, when I was and I was younger than the Darth Vader year, I was like under ten for both of these Halloween events. My Spider-Man one though, oh my god, that one was legit. It was just like a regular ass costume from like wherever that sold costumes. But like, dude, I had the mask on. I looked in the mirror. I was like, damn, I look like Spider-Man. <laughs> and it's like anyone fucking can. You just have to like put on a Spider-Man costume. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> But I think I think what I was getting at is the point I was trying to make earlier. Like with Spider Man, it's a little easier to do that kind of cosplay because it's like you you can do like just cloth, whereas with Iron Man or you know someone else, there's there can be more work involved, like with making plastic look metallic or whatever. So, I mean, I put on the Spider Man costume as an eight year old. I look in the mirror, I see Spider Man symbol and mask. I'm like, hey, Spider Man, that's me. It's awesome. Darth Vader, though, I got less enjoyment out of though. Because I look in the mirror, it's just like, oh, well, it's just like a mask. Which, the same thing with Spider-Man. But the Darth Vader thing, I didn't even have, like, the big computer on my chest. Not like I should have. I don't think any costume does. I mean, they might have a little shirt with, the, you know, like, the whole buttons or whatever on it. But, you know, Darth Vader cosplay is a little hard to come by. And I don't think there's a whole lot of other, like, super cool... Star Wars cosplay out there. Not to say like people can't look like Luke Skywalker or you know whoever else, but like um the golden robot C3PO or R2D2, like yeah, you can do those, but like of all the characters in that universe, you know, few and far between really require like as much effort as a Captain America costume would or an Ant-Man costume would. Because it's just like robes. And you can just like get a plastic lightsaber and no one gives a shit 
That's just my opinion, though. I I don't I don't care. People do Star Wars. People do cool Star Wars shit all the time. I've never really seen them, and I still think that a lot of the shit that stems from it is pretty cool. So it is what it is. So the next thing I wanted to talk about was patent pending. I've I've been kind of thinking about this for a little bit. The other day I was uh, at a restaurant and I went into their restroom and I was at the urinal and I saw like, like with toilets, I feel like public restrooms in general, like there can be these mats around that are um, kind of, I guess, to prevent like water from like getting all over the place. Like it'll just kind of like pull up in those holes or whatever. And so uh, on the side, it had like patent pending. I remember seeing that and being like, I'm standing on science right now. Like, this is innovation. Literally standing on the shoulders of giants. But at the same time, I was like, have we really not invented shit like this yet? This is like the 21st century. Like, I don't know how long patents have been around. But it seems a little ridiculous to me that you have to have patent pending on shit like that. I also don't understand why you have to identify it in the first place. But, like, I do and I don't. Because sometimes I'll wear clothes and it has patent pending on, like, some piece or part of it or, like, the tag. And I'm just like, hang on, like, what am I wearing here? I don't, like, now now I don't really know. Sometimes it feels like I'm gambling with science and my odds. But at the same time, I'm like, I look fresh as fuck right now. So it's kind of worth a shot. But patent pending on clothes is probably the weirdest thing. I haven't really seen it on food. Maybe some, like, food-related items. But at the same time, I can't really name one off the top of my head. The only the only example I have is that whole like toilet and urinal mat thing, which still is a little fucking ridiculous. It's like I've seen rubber mats before, but just because it has holes now, it's like patent pending. Oh come on! There's so many ideas I've had as a kid that I feel like I should have really pushed my dad to put a patent on it. It's like I know, like sometimes it's ridiculous, but come on. Kids are so stupid, but, like, they can learn so much. And they can have some good ideas. Come on. I mean, give the kids a, give, give the kids a fucking chance. Please. So, the last thing I wanted to talk about here was um, rabbit holes. Now, Mara was talking to me about this recently. And to be honest, I don't know what the fuck he said about it. All I remember is thinking about my rabbit hole and the biggest rabbit hole I had was going around um, like construction vehicles. And I'm not just talking about your run of the mill like dump trucks or whatever. I'm talking about those like caterpillar big ass like dump trucks. The one where like if you stand next to it, you're like a third of the size of its wheel. Those shits are huge. You gotta look them up. You gotta look them up. It's like, it, look up, just like, just like put into Google, like Caterpillar, world's largest dump truck or whatever. And you'll see what I'm talking about. Just go to Google Images. You'll see mad photos of it. I remember seeing, seeing shit like this because it, it, it's kind of like the same scale for like um, underwater cranes, like how they build like um, oil rigs, like in the middle of gulfs or whatever. Like, they have to have, like, certain machines, you know, out there and then built so they can, that that way they can assemble this shit or whatever. Which is crazy how we do to begin with. Shout out to engineers. 
But um, these shits are goddamn. You're looking it up. You see it? Fucking massive. The, 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 yeah, dude. But it's like it, it, it's crazy. Jesus. It's like what do what do they use this for? And how do they even get it there? There's no way that's street legal. Who drives this? How big does your license plate have to be? And yeah, who drives this? What kind of cl- what class of license do you have to have? Does it take more than one person to drive it? It's yes. also a good question. It looks like there's a crew. There's a crew of people dedicated to driving it. I get it for a spaceship. But for a goddamn dump truck, you you got me fucked up. Imagine you get paid to be on a crew that drives a dump truck. How do you describe that job to people? What the fuck? I drive the hey, I drive like an eighth of a dump truck. I'm sorry, what? <laughs> you drive an... You said you... You could have just said you drove a dump truck and I would have like accepted that more than you drive an eighth of a dump truck. It's like, how do you calculate how much stake you have in this? I don't know. Um, but the world's largest crane, that's also a really good one. I can't remember the model of it or whatever, but world's largest crane, that's... I feel like that that could be a more exciting one. Because, like, if you have a parachute or whatever, you could, like, repeatedly jump off the top of this if you own it. Which I don't know if a single person would own it, more or less than a company. But, like, surely if you were on the board, you could, like, have free parachute trips off the top of your board-sponsored crane. I don't know. I'm not in big business. Maybe I should be. All right. Complete honesty. Uh, We had to make a cut because my foot got, like, way too numb. And I got a little scared. Because I tried to, like, flick it up, and I couldn't. I was like, all right, something's wrong here. But it turns out I'm bitch-made. My foot's fine. Although I probably shouldn't keep it numb. No one has ever really told you, or maybe they've told you, but they, no one's ever told me that, like, keeping your, f- like, foot numb or any of your body part numb is, like, super unhealthy or whatnot. Like, I know not having, like, circulation is bad for you, but it's like, how long can I make my foot and ankle numb before I'm getting into, like, danger territory here? No one ever gives you a critical period. And it's like, I think that would be useful to know. Because then maybe I could have avoided this freak out that I just had. But yeah, I cut that out because I didn't want you to know me that well. You don't need to see my freak out because my left foot goes numb. It's not even my primary <laughs> foot. They say that your primary foot is opposite of your primary hand. I'm right-handed, so that would mean my left foot is my primary one. But the thing is, my left foot has gone way more numb than than my right foot. Now I'm, like, tripping over my words here. My left foot has gone more numb than my right foot ever has. That's just facts. And I'm not going to prove it to you. Because I don't have to. But it's true. Because I know some fucker is going to be like, prove it. I'm going to be like, how do you know? Look, if it's happened enough that I notice a trend, I'm like, like, why would I lie about this? You know? So, yeah, if you're out there asking, oh, how do you know this or that? Fuck yourself. Why would I lie about this? I have no reason to. I have no reason to. Just like uh, I have, uh, I don't know, just like I have, just like I have no. But like I said, this was going to be the world's shortest or longest episode. I don't know where this falls on the scale, but I do think this is going to be our shortest episode. Anyways, this was fun. I liked doing this.
I want to do this more often now that we're talking about it. Um, so if you listen, if you listen this far, congratulations, because there's probably only a few of you left. But doing solo stuff like this has been pretty fun. I don't normally do stuff like this. In fact, if you've listened to the show, you know I, I've never done this before, but I've always wanted to do it. So uh, so it's been weird to do this, especially with um, this motherfucker right here next to me. Oh, yeah, he gets offended because, you know, I say the M word when his name starts with an M either way. But anyways, um, this was really, was really interesting for me, but uh, pretty, pretty cool, I guess. I don't know. There's not really a whole lot of ways to describe it besides an asshole getting in front of a camera, right? But anyways, that's me. Hopefully uh, you enjoyed it. And if you didn't, well, Mara will be here next week, so no need to worry. I'll see you next week. Thank you for listening. Be sure to check me out at underscore George Richard on any kind of social media and follow the show at Tame Mayhem. We'll see you next time.